0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fortress Comic News, episode 317.1. I'm the only host this week. Uh, I've got a very awesome interview with Dalton Shannon, returning guest Dalton Shannon, about his new book, Depths, alongside his uh, co-writing partner, Wells Thompson. So we talk about that. We talk about some of the past uh, books that he's worked on. Something we've talked about in the past, but since have either gotten out into people's hands or into the direct market, so on and so forth. So some cool conversation there. But the new book, Depths, looks really cool. I hope you all check it out. Before we jump over to that, just a reminder, you can follow me at Fortress Chris on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And you can follow the show at Fortress Comics underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and all that fun stuff. And if you want to support the show further and be an awesome superhero to us, go to Patreon at patreon.com slash fortresscomics. If not, that is fine. You can also support the show by going to the YouTube channel, subscribing there, uh, liking the videos, commenting, uh, sharing them, all that. Or if you prefer audio and it's easier for you, whatever podcast you're using. Give us the reviews there. Five-star reviews are always helpful. Helps uh, get the show out to more people. So I appreciate you all doing that. I appreciate you all listening. Without further ado, here's my interview with Dalton Shannon. All right, everybody. We have another very special guest for you all. Another returning guest. Like I said uh, this is the month of returning guests. So everybody welcome back to the show Dalton Shannon welcome hey Dalton. hey hey, it's good to be back. So, how's it been? Uh, it's been good. How are you
1: been? Oh you know uh, nose to the grind doing uh, podcast after podcast after podcast it's it's the season of marketing right now, so it's uh you know what is sleep?
0: I mean so really. much so much like uh, Ron Swanson himself, you just grinded that mustache right off.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. I. Uh, <laughs> I had one of those uh, infamous Shannon family manic episodes, and I was like, "All right, shh," and it was gone. Um, that's not to say it will never come back, because I, I liked that mustache quite a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, a yeah, so well. mustache right now. <laughs>
0: I'm always jealous of people who can grow a nice mustache because uh, if if you can't tell, although I do have the good, I think I have a Great pretty beard. good beard. Great beard i am missing this little piece what i call mm. the reverse hitler because it's oh, that one right. part that he always grew out mm-hmm. um jokingly obvious obvious everybody but i can't grow that one piece so interesting i
1: i've i've never seen uh like such a pronounced <laughs> divide between uh the the lanes of the mustache that's that's wild ironically
0: I, I, a lot of german blood in me too <laughs> All right, I, all right. Let's get the jokes. That are are going to cancel aside. Uh,
1: Hitler so won't Dalton. get you canceled as long as you still call him an asshole. It's fine.
0: He is. My grandparents fled Germany to get away from him, so I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm solid. Um, so comics, Dalton. Uh, comics. comics. We're here to talk about comics. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Uh, you do have a book on Kickstarter. We will get to that because that's mm-hmm. obviously why you're here today. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff because since we last talked, which really wasn't—it was only a few months ago—so yeah. impressive that so much has happened since then. You guys have released Mechaton through Scout, so I'd mm-hmm. love to talk like how was that process for you? You did the Kickstarter for Mechaton, finished that up, and now the first issue is uh, in comic shops everywhere. Yeah, um, how's that going for you guys?
1: Uh, pretty good. Yeah, March was was pretty busy because we we. All of March, we were doing the Kickstarter for Mechaton number four and five. Uh, and we're actually gearing up to release number four here soon. I think we just finished a lettering pass on it. So that should be hitting inboxes soon. But toward the ends of Mar- end of March is when uh, Mechaton actually hit comic shops through Scout. Uh, and that's been great. Scout has always been great to work with. They uh, They are very, they're hands off. So they let us just kind of make our book. And they're there to kind of like, you know, steer the cart if they need to it's like hey here's like some grammatical errors uh this plot point doesn't make sense that kind of stuff and uh they're able to the book that hit the shelves is fantastic it's uh better than the issue we released through kickstarter originally because we were able to get like some actual professional eyes on it and see what we were missing the first time around so uh you want to make sure to grab that at your local comic shop because it's like a remastered version of issue number 1 if you've already got it. Uh but no, they they've been great uh comic shops seem to have uh liked it well enough. I mean, we're we're not breaking the the top 100 in terms of sales figures, but uh all ages indie books
0: hardly ever do. Um books not named Spider-Man rarely do. Uh, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's
1: been great, and uh, we'll get to work with them again later this year when they uh, release the trade out to stores. Uh, so yeah, no no complaints here. We've we've been having a real good time with it. We also did a, a free comic book day earlier this month. Uh, so my local shop had ordered quite a few copies of the Scout issue, so people were coming. I we did a signing there. Everyone seemed pretty excited about it.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, it's something that with a lot of my people I now consider friends or people we had in the show that talk about going from crowdfunding to a publisher, just that extra set of eyes, the quote unquote Mm -hmm. professional set of eyes to get on it. See like, listen, you're doing this really well, but this Mm -hmm. can improve change, you know, stuff that when you're in that vacuum of creating and you're trying to do it all yourself, things get missed. I mean, it's just kind of the way it is.
1: This is definitely like the, uh, the imposter syndrome talking but it also like whether i like it or not it adds an air of legitimacy for me it's like oh i am on a shelf in a comic shop and that uh, that gives a nice little boost to the ego every now and again
0: it does and it's nice to have in your you know twitter profile or whatever yeah, social yeah. media choose you know published by scout comics or yeah whatever publisher it is but end of the day it, it doesn't really matter but like it makes me feel good I think it does to an extent. I think when you do that, certain people, not me, but like certain people in the uh, consumer side are like, Oh, like he's actually, he's been published. You know, this uh, guy's actually yeah. done, you know, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just, you know, I, I do think there's people out there that see oh, that. For sure. and, you
1: know, no, it, it is. Uh, But, uh, you know, we, we have a really strong audience that has showed up for all of our Kickstarter books. Yes. So, uh, yeah, whether Scout or or Image or whoever publishes the books or not, like it, we're still published, and yeah. uh, we we have the the readership to prove it. So it's it's it is nice to have the little bit of validation for mom and dad. But it's it, end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't really matter.
0: Well, hopefully for you guys, the the big thing is that a new audience has found your book, yes. and if they even if they just support it through the direct market, that's a new. Uh, customer base or new mm-hmm. fan base better word but hopefully they you know some of them jump over to kickstarter and check out the other stuff too yeah i mean especially a free comic
1: book day you got uh well one it was way better than just doing like a regular comic convention because you know people were there specifically for comic books at free comic book day yep. <laughs> instead of just trying to see chris evans so uh it it was really cool because they would come to the table and if it was a family, they would see Mechaton and we had like the first three issues. So they would of course grab all three issues. Or if they saw Frankenstein, they would grab the two issues of Frank we had and our horror anthology Descent into Dread. Or we'd have some people be like, I want to try it all. And then we even had the little standee for our, our new Kickstarter project depths where you could like scan the code and go straight to the Kickstarter page. And we had a few people do that. So like it, it, you got to see like the whole spread of uh, the books that the fandom of the books that we're making them for. So uh, you get the families and you get the, the guys who love everything and the metalheads, and it, yeah. So it's, it, it, it feels like we're reaching a wide
0: audience. That's great. And I'd love to hear your perspective from this. Cause from my point of view, I, I say this a lot where I selfishly want kids to read comics because I want comics to be around in 30 years when I'm mm-hmm. retiring fingers crossed um (laughs) but from your point of view like is it is it at all more special when like a kid picks up mechaton and seeing a kid enjoy it it is
1: um and you know there's no doom and gloom over here in in this corner uh comics aren't going anywhere comics are more popular than ever especially with kids it's just not floppies it's just not the wednesday warrior crowd uh dogman out- outsells the direct market every single time a book comes every time it gets reprinted
0: hell yeah so, and if like, i could jump in I, I talk about that a lot yeah. how dogman like in 20 years we're gonna see the dark night of dogman
1: yeah, uh, um, yeah those kids are gonna grow i mean i okay the guy who made dogman made captain underpants and yes. i grew up reading captain underpants so now it's he's doing it again for the generation after me for with dog man. Yeah. And the, so, the cycle is just continuing. So yeah, we're going to get the dark Knight of dog man, like yeah. dog man returns that w- that's going to be awesome. And I can't wait so, to see that
0: when I, when I make that clarification that like, I selfishly want kids to get the comics. I I am with you. I I've seen the numbers and I understand where that is mm-hmm. getting them into the floppies, even though I, th- I still think one, there'll be a day where floppies are just digital when we go into yeah. a digital app to get it i get that but getting that so i can continue to get my next installment of what the hell daredevil's doing right that's what i mean when i selfishly want kids oh, to get into comics
1: i agree i agree yeah. i am uh i'm a floppy fanatic uh don't type that into google you're not gonna get good results <laughs> um we have t-shirts no um it's uh I love going into the shop every Wednesday and grabbing the latest issue of of whatever Daredevil. I don't I don't even read Daredevil. But um it's uh it's a special way of storytelling that is unique to comics where you get 20 24 pages of story every 30 days and it is it's built on you know like cheap cliffhangers and uh mostly action and melodrama and a lot of the times it's just junk food, but I love that kind of junk food. Yeah. And I don't want to see it go away. Even though the floppy format in the twenty first century I don't think is sustainable. Uh I, I do think we will see a day when floppies, whether physical or digital, are just not a thing. I think I think you are going to see the big publish- publishers move to like seasonal formats more like you know more or less where they release like six issues of Batman at a time as like a one OGN or something and then they move on to the the next thing. But uh, because that's how people consume it, c- consume their media now. It's it's much more all in one go. They don't. The, they don't like the drip feed as much. And, but, and I guess the reason we like the drip feed is because we were raised on it. And that's the only thing we we know is the drip feed. I mean, you, you see them doing drip feed with like HBO now or Disney plus yes. where you get the episode a week again. But uh, I mean, that is just trying to like sustain a subscriber base. It It doesn't feel like it's there for the story of the program more or less. Like, if that makes sense at all
0: yeah but. i i land on the side of i like the drip feed of, I do too. Uh, of like hbo and all that and i think that you're right but the addition to that will be is we will it'll probably be marvel unlimited still we'll subscribe to marvel unlimited they'll drip feed the issues and then their their sales pitch will not only be the subscription blah 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 but then like whatever the they'll do like boutique hardcovers and stuff. Mm.
1: The trick is that comics are uh an expensive and labor intensive art form to create. Mm-hmm. So uh unless your drip feed is a weekly installment of uh Spider Man, which is possible, but you're just not going to have a consistent creative team behind that yeah. to make it weekly. So you're going to be sacrificing quality and it's uh it, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do because i i'm very curious to see i'm yeah. gonna weep when the floppy dies but it's uh i'm very curious to see how they actually either implement it or retool it or abandon it i'm I'm curious yeah
0: yeah i think you'll have multiple creative teams working so it is more yeah. weekly you have, by week you have more like a,
1: a batman eternal kind of vibe to yes uh your floppies. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I can see it definitely happening. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it's actually any good. <laughs> yeah.
0: But back to the original question, Yes, <laughs> which was, uh, if you don't remember, it was, um, is it more special for kids? Do, do you feel like it's more special when kids get your book and get into it? Yeah.
1: I, I love it. Um, I, I'm not under the impression that I'm making a lifelong floppy fanatic, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it is really special to see a kid grab uh uh, an issue of mechaton and fall in love with it and uh immediately want the next one uh so no that that makes me feel good
0: yeah awesome so you also mentioned it when you're talking about all the different books you you do you recently shipped out uh issue two of frankenstein unconquered Mm -hmm. it's in everybody's hands including mine and we talked about on the show uh got it read it and it was everything you told me it was (laughs) it was definitely right down my alley it was uh, good i'm glad i didn't have to lie yeah (laughs) it was a twist on like the barbarian story with frankenstein's supernatural elements i don't want to spoil too much but like especially the ending to issue two and what you Mm -hmm. did there (laughs) really just subverted my expectation of what was going to happen how How is that series going for you? And I'm assuming we're going to get more of it coming oh, forward.
1: Oh, no doubt. Uh, Frank was always envisioned as an ongoing. So uh, and by ongoing, I mean, I think we have 13 issues of it planned out so far. Uh, so we're definitely coming back for more Frank. I believe we have a Kickstarter plan for the fall for issue three and four combo. Uh, but Frank is by far our most successful series, and we've only done two issues of it. Uh, but people seem to really like the uh, if not the book, at least the uh, the boobs on the variant cover. So uh, it it blew past expectations for issue number two. Uh, so that is one of those books that um, makes sense to continue doing floppies for uh, because you get the the uh, advantage of doing variant covers for it and everything. Uh, people seem to really like the, um, I don't know the the, the single issue collector uh, tw- thing we're doing with with Frankenstein. Uh, Mechaton is proving to to not so much work as a, a floppy. It's probably better if we ended up collecting that going forward into to bigger chunks. Uh, so it, it's very interesting working in the kickstarter space seeing what does and doesn't work in the realm of self-publishing and crowdfunding uh seeing what different audiences want out of their stories uh so while both are successful uh both aren't necessarily suited for the same format uh so it's it's really nice to see frankenstein do so well as a floppy it makes my old heart feel good uh and we're, we're excited to keep pumping those out yeah
0: yeah, that's definitely a book that after reading it works really well as a, a, a floppy issue mm-hmm. issue kind of thing cuz you're doing while while the story does flow through both issues it is a, it's this a one and week's done adventure, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah no, Frank fun. is Frank is built as a one and done. Every every issue is like a, an episode of an old western. Guy rides into town, solves a problem and leaves or in Frank's case, you know, burns the town down. So it uh we we it it gives you a chance to really be episodic and uh be as creative as possible while still having some through lines going through. Yeah,
0: that makes me happy to hear it's going to continue because I, I really enjoyed those two. Oh issues. yeah, you
1: you haven't seen the last of Frank and Larry. Like, it, it, okay, <laughs> if if you thought the end of number two was a nice twist on the expectation, just wait till you get to the end of issue number three, uh, because then Frank and Larry's relationship uh, becomes even more twisted and and wild and uh it's my favorite relationship in the entire series so it it makes my heart happy and also it breaks for larry every time because i love larry and he deserves better
0: (laughs) awesome so speaking of the the different ways to do kickstarters and I'll, i'll say i've always heard that the best way to do any kickstarter comic I mean, I guess you guys have created a following, so maybe this works a little different for you guys, but for starting out is to do the issue-to-issue because you can build a following up to the final. And with this, from everything I've been told, this new Kickstarter you're doing, you're going against the grain and doing it as a graphic novel. So everybody, we're talking about Depths, the new graphic novel that you guys have on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And I guess the best way to start this is just to explain what Depths is.
1: Yeah, uh, Depths is uh, our graphic novel uh, about uh, Emil Parker, who is uh, a scientist in the 1930s who develops a perpetual diving suit uh, so he can stay underwater and explore as long as he wants. Uh, unfortunately, on the test run, an accident occurs and he gets stranded at sea for uh, three years. So uh, the book is really about uh, his survival, his attempt to come home, uh, his depression, his grief, anxiety. Like he he's not just trying to survive the ocean. He's hes trying to uh, figure out what's going on in his own head. And uh, while upstairs on the surface, his best friend James is uh, also dealing with all of those same issues, but uh, he's a little more manic. He's trying to find his best friend. He doesn't think he's dead like the rest of the world does. Uh, so it, its uh, it's a tale about these two guys trying to find each other again. And uh, try to you know get over their daddy issues.
0: <laughs> so, with my intro to that, I, I brought up you're doing it as a graphic novel, mm-hmm. not as issued issues. So I guess why go that route for this one?
1: So, I, when I first started creating Depths, it was always intended to be a seven issue miniseries, uh, and the more we did. Kickstarter. the more we realized that um, a literary miniseries about a sad boy underwater uh, is not going to light Kickstarter on fire with every campaign. That's an uphill battle. Uh, to, ask, to ask an audience to come back seven times for uh, this book that maybe might break even with every campaign. Kind of like Mechaton. Makaton is a struggle to uh, break even on some campaigns because all ages floppies just are, are not built for Kickstarter. People, that's, that's not the audience that is on Kickstarter, which is, uh, I don't think, the audience for Depths either. Um, the ones who want the more heady literary stuff aren't looking for floppies. They're looking for graphic novels. Uh, so we decided to repackage Depths. And instead of making a seven-issue miniseries, we're making a two-volume graphic novel. Uh, the first four are in uh, this book right here. And then the final three are going to be in book two. Uh, And it it felt like the best way to move forward with depth, the the best way to get the most eyes on it, the best way to get, uh, you know, give it the most success possible uh, in an environment like crowdfunding.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree that it's one of those books where if I saw like, let's say image was putting it out, and mm-hmm. I saw the week-to-week, I'd probably trade weight. Right. And, and it's also
1: it's also one of those books that we couldn't do first. Like, this is the first book Wells and I ever worked on together. And it's been sitting on the back burner for, like, almost 10 years. Uh, But we couldn't make it the first book we announced to the world. It's like, hey, we have this massive graphic novel here for you. You've never heard of us. Our resume has no credits on it. But would you want to give us money for it? No, you have to. We we had to bust down the door with Mechaton, which was like really fun and light and energetic and uh, appealed to way more people than than just the the lit heads. Uh, And then Frankenstein was a little closer. We got a little more mature with it, but we were still over the top and action packed. And then we were like, okay. We've got a pretty wide range of audiences here. I think in here, we can find an audience for depths and then, you know, hope hopefully bring in a lot more.
0: Yeah, not to mention a book like this requires a little bit more ambitious of a goal. Yes. Funding. <laughs> yeah. So for your first time around to ask for, I mean, you guys are looking for 20K. 20 grand. Man. Uh, you're almost halfway there as of this recording. Mm hmm. For your first one, that is def. I mean, for any Kickstarter, that's an ambitious goal. But for your first one, it yeah. you never see it With unless like your name zero is back.
1: Yeah, zero backed, <laughs> no comic credits. Here you go. Give me twenty thousand dollars, and you might see this comic book. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So not a good look. I think. I mean, right off the bat, uh, they say never judge a book by its cover, but of course we do it all the time. And you guys got comics some are great built covers. for us. Uh, I, I think you've got three covers that you're mm-hmm. showing on here and each one is just as good as the last. Uh, I mean, talk about the, the cover artists for these ones.
1: Yeah. So our a cover is by our series artist, Jay chic. Uh, it's the one with Emile stuck in the champagne glass. Uh, that one is uh, it's so hard to pick favorites. So I won't say it's my favorite, but uh, the, it, it does a great job of capturing the like, the thematic elements of the book uh the, the high society that emile comes from the the depths itself uh the the predatory predatory nature uh of his environment like it, it's it's a stunning cover and the the blacks uh really pop and it, it just jay's art is so inky and grounded on its own that it it really that that cover sings
0: uh, and i'll i'll just jump in it's one of those covers that's, it's minimalist in what mm-hmm. it's showing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very detailed. Uh, the, the art's phenomenal, but it's minimalist in What's showing. There's a lot mm-hmm. of empty space, but it tells a story in the image. It
1: does, yes. No, and that's, it,
0: out of the three, that's the best in terms of that quality.
1: Yeah, it, no, it's, the, the A cover tells you what the book is. Like, That that's what it does. And then our variant covers are, are nice, you know fun little excursions we have a b cover from serge acuna which uh we love working with serge we actually worked with him on our first publication descent into dread he actually did uh one of the stories in the anthology where we called it a wash i think and it was literally we took the characters from depths and put them in like a, a horror setting under the water so it's you know Non-canon, but it's the first time you actually get to see Emile and James and everybody uh, in this eight-page horror short. So we thought it was really cool if we brought Surge back to do the variant cover, and you get to see this action-packed thing between uh, Emil and the Kraken, kind of the inciting incident of the whole thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's like everything Surge does. It's gorgeous, and it makes me want an anime of it real bad. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and then our hardcover. So those are... Jay's and uh, Serge's covers are the paperback. And then uh, we have our hardcover, which is by Heather Vaughn, who you'll know from Frankenstein. She does all of our A covers. Uh, So she does like a a much more um, trippy, psychological. uh, It's it could be a blacklight poster kind of cover. Uh, It's everyone seems to really gravitate towards that one. It's kind of become like I think it's Wells's Twitter Uh, profile pick right now like it's 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 kind of like besides tina isola's print which is like running on the banners all throughout the kickstarter this has kind of become the face of the the campaign as well uh and it's going to be a gorgeous hardcover when it gets in your hands
0: yeah and that one's it's really great it's aesthetically pleasing i really like it i know you're not picking favorites i will (laughs) The A cover is my favorite. I mean, just yeah. it Rock tells on. so much with that that image. Mm-hmm. And I think the the B cover with the the squid is phenomenal. It's a great still image mm-hmm. that works really well. And that hard co- I think that image for the hardcover is going to work really well. Yes. I, you can tell with the Very way prestige. it wraps around. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that A cover for me is is the winner. And well, in good because you can
1: grab as many copies of the A cover as you want, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you guys got you always do some cool little additions to the uh, the campaign Mm -hmm. Uh, as I go down. I mean, there's collector tier. If you want to get all three of these amazing covers, Mm -hmm. you can.
1: And they all come with a digital copy every tier.
0: Yes. And if you want to get all three and some of your old work, you can. You can do all that stuff. You can grab Descent into Dread where these guys first appeared drawn by Sergio Cunha. There you go. And then you've got uh, the commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, from I believe it's from the interior artist. Yes, correct from there? Jay. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is always great. I I talk about this a lot. It, it feels a lot like, especially years ago, it's starting to turn. But Kickstarters came around, and the artist kind of disappeared, went on to the next project, and the writers were le- for the most part. I know some artists were the writers, but the writers are left to do this campaign. I love seeing the the artist involved in the campaign somewhat to help mm-hmm. you know fund the book
1: yeah no so. it's 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 always important with every project we do to to involve our team as best as possible because the book doesn't happen without them like it, yes. it depths just just like lines on a piece of paper without without them so uh no to to get them involved and to be a significant part of the campaign uh it it's always great because you're not just getting depth at that point. You're getting like Jay's version of Ghost Rider or uh, Fernando's version of Spider-Man, like it, it, whatever you want, you can get that commission and it's, it's, they're always worth it.
0: Yeah. So kudos to you for doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the always awesome draw me in the book. <laughs> yes. So I'm assuming it's for volume two. No, it'll be for volume. No. Uh, what you see for depths is
1: what we have so far. So like the book, uh needs needs to be that's what these funds are for is is to get it drawn so we have oh. not uh that the draw me ins are for volume one uh so if you're looking to to hang out with James and Emil uh or just be a background character screaming go write it like that that's what this is for if you uh you can either just be a background guy just looking. You can be a background guy with a line or you can be like a, a minor character with a scene or two and it's like significant amounts of dialogue with the characters. Uh whatever whatever floats your goat really.
0: Yeah, and, and just to add to that, it's not it's draw me in so you can be a background person, mm-hmm. you can be in the scene. You can even be somebody who has lines. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, like, the, the, I I don't, I see a lot of draw me ins where it's, it's, you're just like a background character, or you get killed by the main right. thing or something. But like, I don't know of a ton that give you a significant amount to do in the book as a character. Uh, and I, you know, I can't probably, Depths is not a super action heavy book where a lot of people die. I can't promise you'll make it through, but you know, uh, y- you might get to shake hands with, with one of the main characters, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's always especially for action or horror books it's like mm-hmm. be killed by the villain. It's, yeah. <laughs> which is fun, don't get me wrong, but uh it's nice uh, something a little different. Yeah. And just to add, you can also be a background lady as well.
1: Everybody. Yes. Yes, so, we <laughs> have male bodied and female bodied versions of the um uh like the the scene characters that have a lot of lines.
0: So, it's up to you guys, jump right in. And then I mean, you guys have been working so hard over the years. You got so many great books out, um, add-ons, everything yeah. we've talked about. Grab is the an catalog. Add-on. Yep. Yeah. Have you? I mean, I know you guys are still below that halfway point. You're really you're like we said earlier, being ambitious with your goal. Have you thought about stretch goals at all, or <laughs> is or is your focus solely on just getting the funding done?
1: Right we're now? we're really focused on the funding right now. Um, we've. We've like uh, flirted with with stretch goals. I think I think Wells wants like a, a bookmark ribbon for the hardcover. That would be really cool. Oh, that'd be um, awesome! But uh, we haven't we haven't actually sat down and thought about stretch goals. We just we we want to be able to breathe first, so that we can think about stretch goals. And uh, we'll be able to breathe much better if uh, we we hit that that goal sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, that nerdy side of me likes hearing how you creators treat these things differently because mm-hmm. some go into it with like when we, you know, I have all the stretch goals for a hundred grand planned out yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then some are like, w- w- if we get there, I'll think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, like with uh, with something like Frankenstein, where we can be pretty confident that we're going to make it like we'll we'll have stretch goals uh pretty early on. Uh but this one is such a huge commitment. It's a huge goal. Uh it's our first attempt at anything of this size. So we were like, let's do let's go one step at a
0: time. And uh if, if we get there, we get there. Definitely. So I mean, did I miss anything on the campaign? I think we no, hit you- pretty much everything. Yeah, that that's up and down, yeah. So I'll say uh the book looks great. Um, I, you go to the Kickstarter, everybody. Uh, you'll see a bunch of uh designs for the characters, some scenes of it. Look like you guys have commissioned already to be drawn.
1: Yeah, we've got the first five uh,
0: pages all set up. Yes, and then also mm-hmm. those awesome covers we all talked about, including this nice little uh image you got of all three. Oh, the gif, through. yeah. <laughs> uh, it just it it's a slick looking campaign. I think the book looks awesome, and uh i said that that a cover just calls out to you. <laughs> so everybody agree with me do it yeah
1: yeah go i mean <laughs> hell if everyone who listens went and grabbed the a cover we'd be sitting a little better
0: yeah <laughs> definitely so uh dalton thanks so much for taking the time before Absolutely. we let you go though um social media work people follow you find everything you're doing
1: uh yeah i am on all the socials at dalton k shannon uh when i decide to post uh, social media is a cancer so uh, I, I try to stay away as much as possible uh but i also have a website DaltonKShannon.com, uh and right up in my bio on twitter is a link to sign up for our newsletter comics cats and cocktails where we talk about those three things it'll it's a monthly newsletter where you get caught up on all the to-do in uh studio uh studio shannon and thompson and um other than that go check out the depths kickstarter that's that's running until may 31st so you have plenty of time to go and and grab what you need
0: yeah everybody so as always you know i'll have those links in the show notes below to dalton's website and most importantly the Kickstarter campaign. So go check it out. Uh, Dalton, like I said, the book looks phenomenal. Wishing the best for you on this one. And uh, thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. It's been great as
1: always.